Well, hello, Flames fans, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of the Metropolitan Riveters PR team. How are you guys today? Uh, <laughs> the Flames got a taste of their own medicine last night, and we're going to talk about that. But we also need to continue this conversation just about how good Johnny Gaudreau is and if we are f- kind of seeing a uh, reputation-era resurgence of certain players coached by Daryl Sutter. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Does anyone else find themselves like dancing a little bit when uh, the theme song plays? If you listen through it, um, I don't know. Like when it plays on this end, I'm just like, yeah, dancing. I'm um, sorry if you had to see that uh, if you're watching on YouTube. But hello, everyone. I hope you're having a great Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're having a better day than the Flames played because they got a taste of their own medicine, and we just we need to talk about it. <laughs> Two highly competitive teams went at it Tuesday night, and we all expected this to be a very intense game, and that's exactly what it was. You know, uh, Gudis went out there and had lots of big hits. Uh, You know, he threw one at Johnny Gaudreau in the first period to let his presence be known, and that's that's how you play hockey, you know? (laughs) And things kind of got chippy from there, you know. Matthew Kachuk got into it a little bit. Blake Coleman got into it. Uh, It was just, they were just making lots of friends. Lots of friends there in Sunshine, Florida. But that opening frame of hockey was one of the more entertaining ones of the season. And yes, it helps that the Flames also scored two goals. But I just think that the way they were playing... And the intensity that they were playing at seriously just like it made it feel like a playoff game. And Armando from Locked On Panthers, who also uh, was on the show on Tuesday, was saying he messaged me and was like, I need seven games of this in June. Personally, I cannot handle a seven game series. Um, I'm still traumatized from 2019, but like we, I think we deserve it. I think that Flames fans and Panthers fans can just shake hands and agree that we need this. And, you know, the Panthers came out swinging. Two of their three goals in the first period were deflected off of the Flames defensemen. I think the first one was off of Chris Tanev, and then the other was off of, oh my, I want to say it was Rasmus Anderson's like, body so they got lucky there okay you know what in the spirit of the holidays still lingering around the flames were just doing a little bit of charity work and unfortunately uh just kind of went under after that so i i don't know that that joe thornton goal was ugly okay (laughs) there was there were no defensemen there were there was no one around in a flames uniform um noah hannafin Nowhere to be found. Rasmus Anderson, I think it was him who was on the ice. Nowhere to be found. And you just let this 42-year-old man just score on you. 
and it just kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> um, I will say, though, I was quite impressed with the Flames. Johnny's goal, he he smashed it into the back of the net. And Blake Coleman looked fantastic out there with his goal as well. And I think that he's feeling very happy and excited to be back in Florida. And he hopefully has a big game against the uh, the Lightning on Thursday. It's his homecoming for that. And obviously we'll touch on that on tomorrow's episode. But, you know, you just kind of have to think a little bit about uh, just what's on the line for these players. I think that they kind of had this playoff mentality mindset in it as well because this is very well a team that they could be playing at the end of the season. I'm going to say it. I think that this could be a Stanley Cup matchup. And I think that there are a lot of other people out there who probably agree. And of course, those who disagree. The Flames are playing at such a great level. And they they were hanging with Florida for a little bit there. And then they just pooped all over themselves. And four unanswered goals from Florida is just unacceptable. The Flames know that they need to play better. And that's not a secret. And I don't think that anyone is going to be questioning that. But you you can't win them all. And I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm not trying to, you know, cop out of this or anything. But you're not going to win them all. And unfortunately, ugly losses are going to happen. But ugly losses in this manner is unacceptable. Ugly losses by a goal or two, fine. Four? Four? Four goals? Are you kidding me? Unanswered goals? No, we're not doing that. And I just think that they're, uh, I I don't know, I don't have an excuse for it. And I think that the team knows that (laughs) it is unacceptable. They're fully aware. But, you know, you you lose one and you move on. You do. You know, we're not going to string together four losses in a row again. And then have a COVID outbreak. But we're not going to string four four losses along. We're going to turn the page, still enjoy the Florida sun before you go back to the tundra of Canada. But just enjoy it. Rest up, you know. And then you're going to Carolina. Three games in four days is a lot. I will say that. That is a lot. But that's hockey, baby. That's a condensed schedule life. Coming up next, we are going to talk more about Johnny Hockey because we just we can't get enough of him here at Locked on Flames. And there are plenty of conversations that need to be had about him. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar. Are you someone who enjoys candy bars? Because I know I love my candy bars, but you're also trying to, you know, be a little healthier this new year. I know for me, one of my New Year's resolution is less snacking and more healthy eating. So Built Bar is the perfect substitution for that. And Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that comes in a variety of flavors. They have their signature flavors and then they always have like a limited time offer on certain flavors and they are always out of this world. And you got to stock up on them before before they run out. And Built Bar is offering you a 15% off promotion at their website when you use promo code LOCKED15. So head on over to Built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 when you place your order 
for Built Bars. Locked on Flames continues. Thanks for hanging around with us and make sure you're subscribed to our show wherever you get your podcasts. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. I I can't get enough of him. And I, I think that that's fair. I think that everyone should eat up as much Johnny Gaudreau as you possibly can. And he extends his point streaks point streak to 11 points in seven road games. I just think that's pretty neat. You know, I think that he is a a pretty fantastic hockey player who hasn't always been utilized in the best way, but makes the most of the situation he's in. If he can, <laughs> can't always do that. Uh, look at last season when he was with Sean Monaghan, but I'm not going to let Sean Monaghan continue to be this show's scapegoat. So um, I will yell it until the cows come home until the fat lady sings, but moving him off of that second line to the first is the best thing that could have happened. Daryl Sutter answered so many people's prayers and desires and wishes there. (laughs) You know, it helps the production. I can't remember who was up there last season. I think Dylan Dubé was up there for a little bit, which no, no offense to him, but he is not a first line player on the flames. Not not on the flames. Not right now, anyways. But there was just no consistency there. And again, consistency is key. And then it helps, you know, contract negotiations. You know, oh, look at I did all this for your team. We had a good playoff run because of me and my offensive production, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes because I know you, I know what you're all thinking and saying. But it shuts people up too because this this kid got slammed last year when he would go on like have little like streaks of um, like little droughts. People would be so upset and they would be mortified. And I just I, I think that him being on that top line is giving him that chance to truly play his best hockey. I feel like we are seeing a flash of Johnny from the 20, uh, what was it, 2017 season where he had 99 points. But we, and then we saw him, I don't want to call it regression because I feel like it's not that. I just think that he didn't have the best players around him. There were ill management or a poorly managed team and, it is very difficult to try to compare the two now because it's like comparing apple and oranges. You have a kid who is doing really, really well, and then there's another coaching change, and you look at the players around him, and it's not a good team. And then you look now, and he has a great coach, a great line, and good team down down the middle and it is just like day and night those teams were not competitive teams but from the 99 point season to now and I know that people are gonna talk about how you know how poorly he performed but it's not just about him you know one player cannot carry your team through the playoffs that is impossible it is unrealistic and Tuka Rask did it for the Bruins in 2019 and then look what happened then look what happened and that's not going to happen here because you know 
I think that this team is in much better shape. They are a lot more coachable, and you just have a more competitive team. There is no other way to put it, and I think comparing them to a beer league team is fair because they just looked so out of shape. They looked like guys who didn't necessarily have the ability to play hockey, and maybe it's because they, you know, they were a little slow and just out of shape, but they just could not keep up with their opponents and I think that him not having to carry the dead weight around him is huge. And I understand that, you know, (laughs) it's not the playoffs yet and they didn't make the playoffs last year. And in the bubble, uh, it was a little bit of a messy time. But I think this year is just, it's different. Something about it feels different. It feels special. And I I have to give a lot of credit to Daryl Sutter. I think that he finally dug his heels in and said, this is how we're playing hockey. This is how you're going to play. And if you don't like it, you're, you're either going to adapt to it or you can get out. And I don't think that it's done in a mean way. I think it's done in a way to, you know, kind of drill home that winning is important. Being a competitive team and a competitive element is so important. And Daryl Sutter wins hockey. He wins hockey games and he wins championships. Um, and I, I just think that he deserves more credit than people are giving him. I know that there was a lot of concern when he came in because of, you know, how he coached before and, you know, how he didn't really play the young guys and how, you know, he lost the room and <laughs> the Kings like <laughs> locked him out of the locker room with like, trash cans and all that but I don't know I just think that he deserves a lot of credit and I'm hoping that everything just kind of goes well for them and I they're on a path to success and we just have to keep that in mind as the season rolls on 31 games into this thing and there's still a lot more hockey left and Jack Adams winner Daryl Sutter does have a really nice ring to it Coming up next to close out the show, we will talk about some news uh, from Edmonton and from Seattle as well to wrap up the show. First, we're going to talk about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG has all of your sports betting needs. They have everything from, you know, hockey, football, basketball, down to your favorite Vegas casino games. So head on over to Bet Online AG today, sign up for your free account, and get that 50% welcome bonus when you sign up and use promo code LOCKEDON. So all you have to do is head on over to their freshly redesigned website on your computer or mobile device and sign up. Use promo code LOCKEDON. And of course, make that first deposit and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus. Well, <laughs> the Oilers are going to Oilers. Edmonton's going to Edmonton. I-, I think that's how you'd say it. <laughs> but regardless, uh, things did not go over too well for them on this road on this last road trip. They had a five-game road trip and walked away with a big fat zero and wins. So uh, that that's not good. Uh, tonight they played in Toronto and there were no fans in the arena tonight and can I just say how awful it felt and like so 
ominous and just to bring us back to you know the bubble and having no fans last year and it's just it's a harsh reminder of where things are at um <laughs> it, right now and um i i hope that everyone and staying healthy and safe but like it's just hard to think of sports right now when you know when that happens but uh anyways five losses Edmonton baby what is going on and it that's never ever a good sign especially when your coach throws your goaltender under the bus the way that Tippett did and I don't remember what he said exactly but he was he basically said that he sucked and it just was not a good performance but then you know uh, the goaltender came out and said, you know, like, I-, I didn't appreciate that. And he can't put this all on me when they've only scored six goals in the last seven games or something like that. Seven goals in six games or something. And they they did look good against Toronto tonight. And, you know, Toronto is a very competitive team in the Atlantic. And I don't really think that anyone can, ju- like, just anyone can hang with them. I think that it takes uh, a certain level of energy and competitiveness to get through a 60-minute hockey game with them. I, I just, I don't think that this is, you know, an easy feat uh, to beat them. And I, I don't know. I just, it, that's disappointing for them. Uh, and what reminds me of, honestly, is last season when um, there were certain players on the team getting uh, in their post-game press conferences, throwing their teammates under the bus. And if you know, you know. But there's only so much players can do when they have what they have around them and when they are poorly managed, okay? Let's let's remember that. But uh, speaking of more things out West, um, Friedman, Elliot Friedman does not think that Mark Giordano will be finishing the season in Seattle, which is kind of embarrassing considering that Seattle named him their captain. So you're just going to like trade your captain away and be like, thanks for the memes. But we'll have to see where he lands. Uh, I don't really think that the Flames need to bring him back. I think that it would just slow the Flames down and um, it would just be embarrassing. I don't know. It's like going back to an ex and you're like, oh, like everyone knows what like. like you guys are on social media blasting each other, saying how much you hate each other. And then you get back together. Very publicly. Not a good look, my friends. And then <laughs> last night, <laughs> after the Flames got demolished, Kale McCarr had an overtime goal that just had Mark andre Fleury shaking his head, probably questioning his retirement again. Um, <laughs> he... He embarrassed Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc. Uh, this is karma for boarding uh, Dylan Dubé. But he like looked like a little like flamingo with his like back foot popped when he was trying to. I can't even say when he was trying to defend. Um, he was he was not trying to defend. Um, pretty much left Makar wide open, and it was just a, a gorgeous top cheese goal and. <laughs> embarrassing Chicago is my favorite thing so uh stick taps to Kale McCarr and um the NHL 
is doing some more postponing of games. Uh, they are Canadian games, but they do not involve Calgary for once. This brings the total of postponed games up to 98. And I don't know. What do we do when they reach 100? Do we throw a party? Do we say, what are we going to do? Um, it's just, again, and it's because they're not going to be able to make money off of fans which is why I'm surprised that games are going forward in Toronto right now. <laughs> and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that, considering this league uh, really doesn't care about the players and just cares about the money. And um, good luck to them, because um, the safety of the public is more important than a few million dollars. I hate to, I hate to break it to them. Also, uh, this is not hockey related, so tune out if you're uninterested in hearing about uh, some NH NFL drama. So, but it does pertain to the NHL in a way. Um, so, if you're done listening, have a great day. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Send this to an ex and with no context, and have them subscribe. Thank you. Uh, Antonio Brown came forward today and about who he plays for the Buccaneers. He has been playing through an injury all season and Sunday in Sunday's game, he ripped off his Jersey stormed off and basically said, I'm done, which was what we thought. And because of his checkered past, everyone was kind of like, why is he being such a diva? I don't understand this. Like, do you just quit on his team? Okay. So his lawyer came out with a statement saying, that the Buccaneers knew about the injury. They would not let him see, you guessed it, and his his doctor, a different doctor outside of the organization for a second opinion. Um, you know, he was playing through a lot of pain and it's been reported that he has a very high uh, pain tolerance and he ended up quitting because or walking off because he said coach like I can't play I'm in a ton of pain and before the game they were giving him what I'm assuming is Toradol because he says in the uh, statement that it's known to be an unsafe drug that they have used in the past uh, as a league and it comes in a shot and for those of you who don't know Toradol is a pain killer um it's a shot. You get it gets injected into you. The shots hurt like a son of a gun. I have had one before. Not fun. And it and basically the coach Bruce Arians said you're done and like made like a slitting throat motion with his hand saying like you're done like you're cut like you're off this team. And Brown said okay bye. I'll I'll show you I'm done. So he left the game. In, they were in Jersey against the Jets, and um, he, <laughs> he went and got an MRI, and it showed how severe of an injury it was. I believe um, it's, it's fractured, but there were also, like, fragments, I believe, like, broken apart, like, spurs. It's up on my Twitter if you want to read it. I just personally am disappointed. And this comes back to the player's um, autonomy when it comes to doctors. We've seen this with Jack Eichel. We have seen it with Vladimir Tarasenko. 
And I'm sure there are others out there. And this isn't just a hockey problem. This is a professional sports problem. So my end note is with my work in the Premier Hockey Federation, I want to ensure that the t- the players are allowed to get second opinions on sports-related injuries or injuries in general. And I hope that it continues to, um, you know, become known who, which players and teams are really setting their players up to fail and are violating really just basic rights. But uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. My name's Jess Belmosto. You can follow me on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames, and I will catch you guys tomorrow.